Hello and welcome to the podcast at Dawn's House, because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Aoife. And today we're talking about Babysitter's Club book number 22, Jesse Ramsey, Pet Sitter. And I think this is our first time reading this. Uh, did, mm-hmm. Karen, did you read this as a kid? I did actually. Oh, yeah, did? I I think I read this a whole bunch. I um yeah, so I didn't remember it going into it, but when I actually started, I was like, oh yeah, I remember the name Mancusi. Then oh my god, hamster plot twist. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I remembered a whole bunch of other details that I didn't know were associated with this book, like kind of snippets of conversation and stuff. So yes, I did read this one. Um, I have different views on it as an adult, but <laughs> um, so you guys didn't read it before at all. No, nope. What did you think? <laughs> um, I mean, there's some pet sitting, and the Babysitters Club has another fight. Do you think this was maybe Anna Martin going? I'm so tired of the children. <laughs> Let's have some animals. <laughs> yes, there's really just minimal babysitting in this. It's quite refreshing, really. <laughs> I think I would have been really into this as a kid. I mean, I wasn't like Mallory and Jesse into horse books, into books about animals, but mm-hmm. I was still quite into books about animals. And I think this would have been like, I think if I had got, I I got numbers one to 20, I think mm-hmm. if someone had got me another batch of the next few, this would have been one of my favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, I sure. think I would have probably enjoyed this a lot as well as a kid. I think as a kid, I had a better idea of which pet was which, because there were just so many pets, I immediately lost track of them, yes. except for the, the the standout few. <laughs> oh, I wasn't trying as an adult reading this to keep track of the pets. I just sort of believed what was told to me on the page at any given instant and didn't worry about the details. It's fine. Yeah. There's one point where there's like a child rolling around on the mat playing with a an animal with a name. And I was like, is that a, I can't picture this scenario at all. Is that, that could be like a wombat. It could be yeah, an armadillo. No. I thought it was the snake for a minute. I was like, is that the snake? Why would you roll around on the floor with a snake? Oh, I guess it's not the snake. Because no one's freaking <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, there, there was, I think when I was a kid, it would have really annoyed me that it was presented as like the normal thing was to be afraid of snakes. That would have mm. really, I, I was very down on that kind of thing as a child. It was like, no, you shouldn't be afraid. <laughs> oh, yes. No irrational fears in your house. No irrational <laughs> fears in our house. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, I remember going to the circus and stuff and when I was very small and they were like going around asking people to pet the snake and it was mostly bigger kids, but like I was about four or five and I was like, yeah, I'm going to pet the snake. Oh yeah. I got my picture taken with the python. It was great. Mm. Yeah. I have a python picture somewhere as well, but I was, I think I was about 20 when it was taken, but uh, yeah, no, they're they're quite nice. Like when you're, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I would have seen the, um, yeah, the concern. Reading it as an adult. I like the first thing that occurred to me when we were introduced to all the pets is that sounds like they have a little ecosystem going on in this house. That would be my main concern as a pet sitter nowadays is, uh, is the snake one of these everything else, but there's plenty of carnivorous animals in there with rodents as well. How many of these animals want to eat the other animals and how do I prevent that happening? Like, honestly, they, they have too many fucking pets. They do. They really (laughs) do. Whatever size that house is, they have too many pets. Yes. I couldn't picture the animals, but every time Jesse opened the door, I could smell what the house <laughs> smelled like. <laughs> like, I have yeah. two cats, and they are, like, quite impressive at the whole task of making the house smell awful if you, like, <laughs> 
forget to, I don't know, like feed them dinner once they let you know about it. So um, yeah, this was just a whole house full of dogs and cats and snakes like, and pirates. We had, we had one rabbit. They are really minimally smelly animals. You could tell an animal was using a small area of our house to go to the toilet in, mm-hmm. even when we regularly cleaned the tray out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pee in the kitchen. That's just, yep. you can smell it. Yeah, Jessie is very diplomatic. She she really glosses over the whole cleaning up after many, 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 many animals poop aspect of this job. <laughs> I like how um, she repeatedly mentions that they're paying her quite a lot of money. Yeah. Fucking want to be. She's basically a zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It should be Jessie Ramsey zookeeper. That's yes. like, that's what she does in this, in this book. <laughs> Just, that's too many. That's too many animals. Oh, what are they doing? They're like pet hoarders. Before we get into the book, can I express my disapproval of the cover of this? Ooh, I want to, what does it look like? I didn't even look at it. Yeah. Just fine it's competent there's nothing (laughs) to laugh at it's a girl sitting in an armchair with a cat and there's a dog in front of her and another cat in the distance she she has a bit of a wistful thousand yard stare but she's probably thinking about who the members of the babysitters club are and what their functions are in the club and how the club (laughs) works um but like it's it's competently drawn by a person who knows what human children look like. It's fine. Yeah. It's just normal. I'm so disappointed. And I know this is, it's a tough day for you. Yeah. Oh man, this is a totally different art, artist that's done the UK cover. You're right. It's totally competent. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Yeah. They're not a weirdo GCSE kid. They're just a normal artist person. I, I think they've just got an, art, like, an artist to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. They paid money for this one. They're like... We can't, we can't keep doing this, guys. We have to, <laughs> we have to let the student go. Yeah, it's just an actual child with some pets. The American cover shows Jessie and very, very many cats and the uh, aforementioned ecosystem going on because we have like five cats and two rabbits in the same room plus a bowl of fish plus birds hanging. So there's like... I feel like that Great Dane was photoshopped in after the rest of the painting was <laughs> done. Like... Great Dane is not in the same plane as everybody else. <laughs> it's also not what a Great Dane looks no. like, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> this Somebody sent back the cover and said, it needs more animals. <laughs> like, yeah. put one really big animal in there as well. Do they have elephants? No, okay. Um. So, yeah, but Jesse has two random children in this room as well. And that that came up quite a lot of times across yeah. the course of the book. Yes, she keeps having other kids over to visit all the animals and she has not cleared this with the Mancusis before. Can I just have some strange kids come in and poke at your pets? I counted how many people she invites over to the Mancusis' house in the week that she's pet sitting and I got to at least 13, but I think I left out some people. Like, now one of them is her mum and she actually does need her mum to come in and assist yeah. because she has an emergency. Yeah, that's not quite like, the same. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's totally fine, but... I- did, did you guys listen to the reply all where um this scenario happens where somebody uh like her ex contacts her and says um i just i was on tinder right yeah, i was on tinder and i got this picture um of a woman sitting in our old kitchen holding our dog yeah. like what the what the hell is this about <laughs> Um, do, do you want to know what the, the mystery was? Yeah. Like, so obviously they get all up in the, the whole, like, ooh, we have to investigate this for you. And it turns out that the, um, the 
girlfriend uh, of the couple, which is now broken up, had actually been away for a weekend and she had asked her local barista to mind her dog while she was away. And the barista was like, ha, ah, uh, um, okay, sure. They didn't actually know each other at all. And <laughs> oh um, what? They, they, they tracked down the woman who had sat in the, um, who had been sitting in the house in, uh, with the dog. Uh, and she was like, oh God, yeah. So my friend is the barista and she thought this was super weird, but didn't like to say no to it. And also she's really scared of dogs. So I went over and while I was there minding your dog, random strangers, I took a photo because the dog was really cute and I wound up using it on Tinder. So now can you go away and leave me alone? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> well, I mean, we did once get really stuck and we didn't have anyone to mind Coney and we mm-hmm. had to go away and we like asked the next door neighbours if they would mind coming in to feed him and change his water please mm. we're sorry for the inconvenience we really appreciate it thank you and that was fine yeah, we, yeah, didn't, yeah. we didn't like ask the person in the checkout at Dunn's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really was, weird you don't you don't know them either like yeah it's um, very entitled yeah. like that's like, you make coffee for me you'll do other errands right yeah, this is basically like you are in minimum wage it's basically like being a servant yeah I don't know if there was payment involved or whatever. You can, like, generally in the age of the internet, find people who do this sort of thing professionally for a small fee and, uh, you know, are probably not going to go through your stuff because they do it as a business. You don't just, like, (laughs) grab the nearest working class person and, like, Shanghai them into this. I kind of think that's the the conclusion that the Reply All guys came to as well. They're like, yeah, well, you know. This is, you know, you're going to wind up with some weird photos on, on Tinder. Yeah. I mean, you know, our, our next door neighbours and us had a sort of a, a vague neighbourly rapport by mm. this stage. We weren't close. Mm-hmm. We had had conversations. It's it's totally different when it is somebody you know and who yeah. you can, you have a reasonable expectation that you can do them a favour as well. Yeah. And yeah. like, and if you're paying them for their time, even better, like. And I mean, the Mancusis came up with a peculiar situation or a solution in this book where they ring up the Babysitter's Club and they're like, we're desperate. <laughs> we have to cancel our holiday. Um, if we if we don't get somebody in, uh, can one of you please yeah. do it, even though it's animals instead of kids? And Jesse's like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll get out on that. I to be fair, that was actually, the Mancusis seemed pretty reasonable. Like, you know, this wasn't their first stop for, for pet sitting. Yeah, they had actually hired a pet sitter who'd then cancelled on them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess we. This is going to be very quick to summarize, really, because mm-hmm. it's a very straightforward plot. Um, Jesse, chapter one is just Jesse hanging out with her sister while her sister is pretending to be various animals uh, mm-hmm. to introduce the concept of a Jesse and B animals. That's <laughs> and also the only thing I've marked to that is that like. They moved to Connecticut from New Jersey just a few months ago when my dad was offered a job he couldn't turn down. And that just sounds weirdly mafia. <laughs> that does sound kind of menacing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My dad owed some favours to some guys. <laughs> Here we are. Jesse's dad, in one scene, goes into the office on a Saturday morning. Oh. Um, so, which I, I noticed, I was like, ooh, that's actually... Mm. <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're to understand that it's quite a high-powered job. Um and, and you know maybe he's he's some kind of uh, small town Connecticut bigwig exec now. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah. So he, they've the other thing I think they were trying to establish in that scene is that Jesse's not big into snakes because Becca pretends to be a snake, uh, okay. uh, and she's like, "Ugh, snakes!" Um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's gonna be snakes in this." <laughs> Also, I mean, let's praise this chapter for not using the word exotic to describe Claudia. That's true. 
got that going for it. Does it not? I kind of assumed it had. No, it doesn't. I have highlighted the word Japanese American with a little note ah. going, congratulations, no exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's had a word with her. Or yeah. maybe not, because it's probably back in the next book. Probably. Um, oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so then Jesse goes to a meeting uh, and remarks that Christy sits in the director's chair wearing a visor as if she were the queen or something, which <laughs> both hilariously <laughs> reflects Christy's attitude. And also, I don't know what Jesse thinks the queen does all day and wears all day. Yeah. She wears some kind of headgear. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're American. They don't need to know the specifics of what queens wear. Royalty known for wearing visors. <laughs> Sitting in director's chairs. Yeah. <laughs> director's thrones. Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah. And- I mean, I-, I understand that the attitude was one of mo- untitled monarchy and not yes. the chair and visor, but it did read like yeah. the queen wears visors. <laughs> yes. And I kind of want to see that if anyone is good at Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, hit us up, hit us up on the social with some yeah. pictures of the Queen rocking some eighties visors. You you yeah. can't say that because you took it out. <laughs> now you just sound crazy. <laughs> I googled it to see if anybody ever actually said that, and no, they don't. Well then, we can pioneer the expression "hit us up on the social." I like to say "hit us up on the social" because it embarrasses Karen. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's fair. I assumed that, yeah, I assumed that you were doing it on purpose to be bad at this. Oh, God, yes, yes. Yes. To yeah. emphasize how down with the kids we are not. Yes. Which of us did you assume had said that on purpose, Eva? Esther. <laughs> me, me. <laughs> okay. I'm the one who says it. You're the one who is visibly distressed every time I say it. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesse continues to sort of low key snark about Christy as she's like, Doing the the mental monologue about how the club is organized, she says that Christie's responsible for running the meetings, getting good ideas, and just being in charge. Considering that president is the most important office of all, Christie doesn't do a lot of work. I mean, not compared to what the other girls do. But then the club was her idea, so I think she deserves to be its president. Um, She's really scrutinizing how much work everybody does. Yeah, which, you know, is relevant to the plot, Setting as up we the shall see. of the novel, such as they <laughs> yeah. are. The, yes. I, I have said before that Mallory, like, nothing gets past Mallory, but actually I think the two younger girls are just watching their, like, older, more sophisticated peers like an absolute pair of hawks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's not adoration either. Like, no. No, <laughs> no it really isn't. No, it's very like, like they're well. judgy. Here's everybody's foibles. Yeah. Here's where it's people great. are inconsistent and hypocritical. Also, Jesse doesn't give a shit what anyone's wearing. Uh, there's like, after the last book was like so full of outfits, Jesse describes a couple of Claudia outfits and like yeah. nothing else. She doesn't care. Mm. I mean, she does kind of talk about how Marianne wears cooler clothes and yeah. like back she wasn't. Like, you know, mm. she kind of cares a little bit about clothes, but yeah, no, she's not Mallory. Yeah, no, Mallory was giving like detailed descriptions of yes. clothes. Um, but she tells us whether everybody has pets. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah, subtle. So in the previous one, we we learned exactly ev- the status of everybody's earlobes, and in this one, we know <laughs> yes. about pets or the absence thereof. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's anyway. I I I spotted that she was really focusing on the work thing, but um, mm-hmm. I hadn't realized or I hadn't remembered that that is foreshadowing for a a uh, a, a labor dispute <laughs> that occurs yes. later on in the. <laughs> In the book, which is um, 
yeah, that will be that will be fun to talk about. <laughs> also, yeah, Christy is is definitely back on her bullshit here. So um, the the Mancusias call up. Uh, looking for a pet sitter and we get some continuity christy reminisces about the terrible uh babysitting job with buffy and pinky in the first book yeah um and then jesse says that actually she'd quite like to take the job and claudia's like okay i'll call them back and tell them and christy's like no i haven't given permission yet (laughs) uh and then she formally tells jesse that she has permission to take the job but before the permission bit right yeah um, so Christy's already, you know, is already kind of going, no, we don't do that. And they're like, okay, but let's actually ask if anybody wants to do that, Christy. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, <clears throat> they talk about how long the job's needed. Well, that kills it, said Christy. I don't want any of my, my sitters tied up for a week. Yeah. At that, I heard Dawn mutter something that sounded like, well, it didn't sound nice. I think Dawn's just called her a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory. Head down accepted. <laughs> Yeah. And like, and Dawn poked Marianne who mouthed bossy to her. Like, if it's enough to make Marianne mouth the word bossy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marianne is kind of all over the shop in this book as well, though. But <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, it. there's there's just some underlying tensions yeah. <laughs> going, going on. Everybody's crabby and Christy is in beast mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is such a good description. Um, yeah, she's, she's, in this book I criticize Christy a lot I have like very high expectations of Christy because in a lot of books you know she's portrayed as actually a fairly empathetic person when she um god I don't even know what the difference is she ran that like the softball team with just this beautiful sort of heart and understanding and acceptance yeah um and she is just the worst fucking foreman of this like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um in 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 this one, I yeah, think she's, she's a lot nicer with kids than she is with her peers. A lot of the time, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's some complex psychology going on yeah. there, which is very poorly explained by the actual explanation that is given for it in the book. Oh, yes, um, but yeah. So they anyway. Jesse um, takes on this job with um, Christie's permission. With Christie's permission, uh, literally, literally, <laughs> yes. Go ahead, she said. You may take the job. <laughs> I mean, it Are makes... Are you a boxster? It, it, in some ways, if there were questionable jobs coming in, it would be good to have, like, somebody... An approval be there process. To be, yeah. Like, um, something that is borderline. Except when there were questionable jobs coming in, the line was, no, we can't refuse jobs. That would make us look unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Go waste your life at the fixing all of the Braddock's problems, <laughs> 12-year-old Dawn. Mm-hmm. Did you notice Mrs. Braddock turns up in this and she's still a mess? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, she refuses great. to call during actual meeting hours and she phones Claudia's house at just random times, like 8am on a Sunday morning or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they should get Claudia an answering machine. Yeah, they really should. That would be a good use of their club juice. It, it would, but then um, it would stop Claudia having a reason to have a job. <laughs> so. president. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the union wouldn't allow it. Um, what happens next? I've, I've forgotten. Sorry. Jesse goes to the Mancusi's house uh, to meet all of the pets, who, for the record, are three dogs, five cats, some birds and hamsters, two guinea pigs, a snake, lots of fish, and a bunch of rabbits and turtles. That is 
categorically too many pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just not. Look, at one stage, at one stage, we had a dog, two cats, a rabbit, two hamsters, a mouse, and a turtle. Wow. That's kind of a zoo. And and how did that smell? None of them were allowed in the house other than the utility room uh, for the cages. So hmm. it was fine. My mother won't let animals in the house beyond the utility room door. Um, and yeah. that was a lot of animals. Like... Mm-hmm. A lot, and most of them were were outdoors. Um, like the you know the dogs lived at the kennel outside, and the rabbits had a hutch outside, and the cats mm-hmm. slept in the shed outside, and um, like mm-hmm. the caged pets were in the utility room. Uh, but yeah, that was not. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of pets. Yeah, and I can't imagine fitting this number of pets in a house because that was a lot. Mm-hmm. So Jesse is introduced to all of the pets. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Dane is named Cheryl. Yes, which is a hilarious name for a Great Dane. There's a Cheryl the Great Dane definitely shows up as the um the not the protagonist, but the main focus in one of the mysteries really? for the town oh, line. Cool. So there's that to look forward to. Huh. One of the much, much later books that I remember reading avidly and going, Oh, there's so much suspense in this. There's a dog napper, basically. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm delighted. I also like that I read this the week that my brother got a tiny French doll bulldog pup pup and named him Dave. Cause, yeah, That's very apt. give dogs. Yeah, give dogs people names. Two K twenty one or nineteen eighty nine. Both, yes. whatever. Dave and Cheryl are coming round. I'll get the dog treats out. <laughs> Rory, yeah, no, my brother is very adamant that, like, um, you know, it's going to be a good excuse. He's like, oh, I got to get back to look after Dave. You know what he's like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can I, I can't come over and spend the weekend with Dave. Oh, so cute. Just some bro time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so wholesome. So, yeah, there are many, many, many pets. Uh, the interesting ones are the bird that watched too much TV with his previous owners and therefore likes to recite advertising slogans from days gone by. Yeah. Um, mostly saying, <laughs> where's the beef, compulsively. Yeah. Uh, so, um, basically, every other scene that takes place at the Mancusi's house, you have to picture there's a bird yelling, where's the beef, in the background at all times. Also, right, here's my thing, okay? The Mancusis are really careful to point out that he used to watch a lot of TV. I mean, before we got him. Yeah. Like, is there a thing where you would judge people for letting their parrots watch television? (laughs) Did I miss that? In these books, yes. Remember, TV is morally degenerate. But, like, they're not children. (laughs) These days, is it like, oh, yeah, sorry, the parrot got too much screen time. Now all he wants to do is play Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) My parrot won't stop singing fucking Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah, all he does is squawk TikToks. (laughs) That would actually be terrible, though. Oh, Oh, my God, a parrot who said nothing but, like, vines. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that exists, though. The parrot would become a social media star yeah, in the its own right. Especially, TikTok. Yeah, because TikTok is like, it lets you do reaction videos. Yeah, yeah the so. parrot would be in there talking to all the sea shanties. Yes. Like, that parrot would be singing about the Wellerman. Lads, we need to get a parrot. <laughs> An extremely online parrot. <laughs> any parrot owned by any of us will have no choice. Well, yes. <laughs> it would probably be better at Minecraft than me, just by default. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, it would be younger than us and therefore better at Minecraft than us. <laughs> Parrots live for a long time. We might get a boomer parrot by accident. <laughs> oh, no. It would just be like, if you stopped eating avocados, you could afford a bigger house. 
<laughs> I'm going to call your manager. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear it's not me. It's the parrot. <laughs> sure, Karen. We didn't have this PC nonsense in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Make America great again. You can't say anything these days. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the parrot. I hate the parrot. <laughs> Let's just get one of those ones from Edinburgh Zoo that swears all the time. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. That would be so good. So yeah, that's the most exciting pet. Uh, for my money, that is their best pet. Mm-hmm. Um, they do suggest that uh, often they just let the birds amble around the house, but that Jessie might not be up for trying to cram the birds back in their cages so she can keep <laughs> them in the cages for the week. <laughs> Which is very magnanimous, not having this like random 11-year-old kid trying to bird wrangle on top of wrangling your entire menagerie. Oh, also, yeah, they get out. A bird that's out and around the house um, will take the open door as you walk in as an invitation to abscond. <laughs> I say this because we had um, budgies that were allowed to fly around, mm-hmm. um, which we we thought was kind of generally kinder. Um, and you do get used to absolutely being fucking dive bombed by these things all the time. <laughs> um, like I've I've been out and about with people and. You know, do you know the way sometimes you're in a park and there'll be like low flying pigeons and yeah. I'll, I'll be surrounded by people going, Jesus Christ, they're, they're, they're trying to kill us. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was like three millimeters from my head and I just didn't blink because I apparently have like, you know, budgie habits still instilled in there from like 25 years ago. Um, habituated. I'm just habituated to birds and I don't really even notice it anymore. Um, but you do also notice, um, you know, like, oh, there's shit in my homework again. Or... <laughs> Or it's been, <laughs> Dad, he's in your fried egg. <laughs> Which is also a thing that happened. Um, That's troubling on a few levels. Yeah, it, oh, God, it's so Freudian. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, it, it, if you're not prepared to go outside with a butterfly net and try and recapture the bird, then yeah, it probably should be. Yeah, yeah, I like that they kind of go. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to let them out. It's hard to pull them back in. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a week. They can stay in the cage. They, they'll be fine. I also love that the guinea pigs are called Lucy and Ricky, like from mm-hmm. I Love Lucy, which is definitely a reference that all the kids of nineteen eighty nine are going to get. <laughs> I think there was enough reruns that they would have. They are always watching reruns. I suppose. That's how I heard about I Love Lucy. Um, yeah. There's no, there is no new programming on TV in Stony Brook. No, <laughs> they only get reruns. All of it is retro. Yes. Um, I mean, so yeah, all in the family is the most contemporary thing they have, <laughs> and they hate it, but yes. they watch it anyway. <laughs> it's the only thing from within twenty years. It's too modern and newfangled. <laughs> so yes, there's a snake as well. Uh, Jessie hates the snake. She considers feeding him while wearing oven gloves. Uh, or throwing the worms into his cage from 10 feet away, which would hilariously cause more problems than it solves. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just I think she's, she's quite self-aware about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I just have to, I have to woman up and feed the snake. Just... Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Then she meets the rest of the pets. She learns about the personalities of the various dogs and cats and guinea pigs. And then we meet Chekhov's fat hamster. <laughs> uh, because as we all know, if there is a fat pet, in the first act, it will give birth in the third act. In this yeah. one, I felt like there was a 50-50 chance, if I didn't already know the plot, um, that it was going to get consumed by the snake. <laughs> I don't think it's these they're those kind of books. Yeah, I don't think no, Anna Martin that's would do true. that. Judy Bloom would do that, but I don't think Anna Martin yeah. is that kind of writer. 
Yes. I mean, I, I have to say this is when the, the, this, the first description of the hamsters, if I had read this when I was 10, I may have had issues. So first off, the first two words said about the hamsters were they're nocturnal. They're not. They're crepuscular. <laughs> like, really, people get your basic facts straight. Um, and then... Uh, Do you want to sleep? tell our listeners what crepuscular is, just to be... Oh yeah, they're awake at dawn and dusk. Um, they're neither nocturnal nor diurnal. Um, and then it's like, they sleep in a big pile in the middle of the cage. And I was like, they do what now? <laughs> You've got multiple adult hamsters in the same cage. No wonder That's you're going to have... poor hamster husbandry right there. They'll kill each other because they're highly territorial. You have to have separate cages for your hamsters. Oh my God. What's <laughs> wrong with you people? Do you want to tell the audience your hamster credentials? I had a lot of hamsters as a kid. So what happened was, girl down the road had a hamster that had babies. I don't know if they had two hamsters, if they bought a hamster from the pet shop and it was pregnant, what happened? Hamster mm-hmm. had babies, so I got a hamster named Fella. And I think some of my other friends got hamsters as well from that litter. And thus began the wonderful hamster scam, because what we would do is one of us would have a male hamster and one of us would have a female hamster and we would breed the hamsters. And then the pet shop, and then we would have baby hamsters, which is super cute. And then when they got to be old enough, the pet shop would buy them back at one pound a hamster baby. An adult hamster was only five pounds. An adult hamster would have, like, at least six in a litter. Our parents paid for the bedding and the food. This was free money, and we got to have cute baby hamsters. So from about the age of, of like, nine to about the age of 13, 14, I just was, like, breeding hamsters with my friends on a sort of a casual basis because baby hamsters were cute. So yes, Aoife knows a lot about hamster husbandry and she's going to drop some truth bombs. I mean, by I knew a lot, I, I, I had got this one book about how to care for hamsters and read it until it fell apart. <laughs> um, you know, this was before the internet. I am sure many of the things I thought were fine were probably not fine. Um, but uh, It sounds like you may have done more research than Anna Martin here. I definitely did yes. more research than Anna Martin. Or the Mancosies. In yeah. the same cage and they're not nocturnal. So... Yeah. I am um, I'm just thinking like how many hamsters are descended from your hamster breeding program? It's probably literally thousands. Now probably, yeah. There are probably so many descendants of like the Rush Hamster Breeding Society. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a whole strain. Did you know that um every uh tortoise shell cat in Ireland is descended from one moggy? From really? about, like the 1930s or something. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they're all not. girls and because um, all tortoise shells are girls and they they yeah. all can be pretty much unless you at some point imported your torty from the UK or wherever you came in from. Like they're yeah they're from this one family. So um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, wow. a, it's a weird one, but apparently that is now uh, I I haven't checked this fact, <laughs> but I was told it from some reputable source that I heard about <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I choose to believe it. But yeah, so I think you have a, a hamster dynasty um, that you don't, you don't even know Probably. about anymore. No, I don't even know about it, you know? Yeah. The Nile of the Nine Hostages of Hamsters. <laughs> Basically, yeah. The Nile of the Nine Hamsters? <laughs> Nile of the 99 Hamsters, I'd say. Yeah, anyway, my parents were very indulgent, I have to say. <laughs> of your hamster breeding. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it was whoever had. So it wasn't always my hamster that had them because sometimes I would have a male hamster and someone like, would have a female hamster. And, and you'd, like, the other you'd have to put them out to stud. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you'd like, I remember my dad saying to me, do you get the pick of the litter then? And I said, what does that mean? I'm like, yo, you get the pick of the litter if you're, you're, you're fat, you hamsters are fat. That's how it works. <laughs> okay, dad. There's an etiquette to these things. Yeah. He taught me the rules. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty good. I think I think it was at the stage where I was old enough to clean the cage out of my damn self. Um, and they could be in a cage in the utility room and not like run around the house and wreck things. So my parents oh. were pretty okay with this. Um, uh, we uh, we had to, I think the most we could have it any, we, we ever had that the kept was two uh, <laughs> because we could fit two cages. Um, but we weren't... Uh-huh. Um, we had to sell the, the babies back to the pet shop. Once they realised the pet shop would buy babies back, they were they were pretty cool with it. <laughs> and the pet shop would just take unlimited hamster babies. They never at any point were like, no, we have enough hamsters. I'm not saying that there's no way they fed them to the snakes. I don't know. I just, I certainly never thought of it at the time. I don't think they'd have paid a pound yeah, I don't think so. I think that'd but be premium rates for snake food. Pet shop never refused them and always paid a pound a baby. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was a tiny little pet shop. was like a tiny little shed of a building in a little, I want to say in, it's not even an industrial park. I don't know what. It's just yard, a yard with some sheds in it, in swords. It's, I'd say it's all knocked down now. Um, like this is sounding sketchier was... and sketchier. You're sure, it was a pet shop. <laughs> They'd also do tattoos and piercings. It was definitely a pet shop. Like all the other stuff around it was like garages and things. <laughs> and this was just this tiny little pet shop. It was so small. Um, it was always the same guy. It was obviously just like this one dude who owned a pet shop. And in um... my head, it's Tom from Father Ted that ran this place. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, yeah, they were by them. I did see swords recently described on Twitter. This was because of uh, a shabeen that had been shut down there by the guards. Um, described uh, swords described on Twitter as the Moss Eisley of Fingal, <laughs> and I just think that that fits with the theme of this pet shop pretty well. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. So yeah, we then mm. get a token babysitting chapter uh, where Claudia is minding Jamie Newton. So she's also got Nina Marshall over to visit and she decides to bring them over to the Mancusis to hang out with Jesse and all the millions of other people's pets. <laughs> In the days before insurance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to mind someone else's random child. And also, let's go to a house full of animals. <laughs> yes, whose owners don't know these random children are there. Mm-hmm. This is fine. And, you know, in the world of this book, it is fine. In Stony Brook, this is normal. That's true. They bring all the dogs out for a walk. They meet Chewbacca, who is the... uh, The Perkins' dog. Yeah. Uh, There's a face-off. They're worried. Then it's fine. It's completely anticlimactic. (laughs) Yeah, they go through this whole walk, convinced that the dogs are about to take off after something at any second, and then they don't. Yeah. Is it all just... That's the walk. Is it, like, foreshadowing... It's like, ah, Jesse has um, some visitors and they think it's going to be terrible, but it's all actually fine. So then later on, she has more visitors. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> to the to the, the, the zoo that she is currently like, in charge of. Is it going to be like one of those like Celtic myth kind of threefold structures where <laughs> yes, it happens the first time and it's okay. Times. It happens the second time and it's okay. It happens the third time and it's a disaster. Everybody dies. I think, yeah. 
Right. How did this particular book wind up with so much Irish mythology in it? (laughs) (laughs) We just, ours not to reason why. These things just happen. (laughs) We have to let the text just unfold. Uh, We then actually get some kind of entertaining meta commentary. So they're back at another meeting and Claudia is finishing up a Nancy Drew book. And Christy insists that the meeting has to come to order right now. And Claudia's like, oh, I just have one paragraph left to go. And Marianne goes, well, nothing ever happens in the last paragraph. The author just tells you which mystery Nancy's going to solve next, which is totally true. And also feels kind of like a wink at how nothing ever happens in the first two chapters of a Babysitter's Club book. Because it just tells you who's in the club and what they do and how the club works. Maybe. Yeah. Be. I, I don't know. I, I think it's probably more likely to be a smug C in the last chapter paragraph of a Babysitter's Club book. We don't give you spoilers for that next one. Because <laughs> no. we have no fucking idea what we're going to write in the next one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We haven't made that well, up yet. Because it's currently four bullet points on a napkin. Yeah, I was always very impressed, actually, that Carolyn Keane already had her title for the next book picked out. I'd be like, wow, she's such a good planner. Yeah. Does she just... Did it have like actual details or was it just like, it's going to be the clue of the pink pencil case. And then she had to come up with the whole story around the random thing that she had selected. Presumably, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think Carolyn Keane may also have been an army of ghostwriters. So I, yeah, that sounds familiar too. That sounds familiar and correct. Mm -hmm. I never read any Nancy Drew, so... Oh, man. Imagine if you got to pick the title at the end of your book and then some other poor schmuck had to use the... <laughs> that's <laughs> the amazing. The mystery of the cursed can opener. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Not my problem. Oh, no, good luck with that one. <laughs> See you, lads. That would be amazing. There was some book a few years ago that was written here in Ireland by a whole bunch of authors as like maybe a charity thing or something i think they called it pinbar's hotel um and they had dimly it it came out eventually and it was fine but it initially had teething troubles with it because they were supposed to like each like take a chapter in sequence and write it but they said yeah so every time a a new writer started they'd kill off all the characters from the previous (laughs) chapter (laughs) and eventually they had to get together and go no this isn't gonna work (laughs) I mean, do we need to sit you down and teach round robin etiquette here? Like, do, do you need some like old sci-fi fanzine hands who have done this before? Because you're not getting it. Yeah, this is this is basic collaborative creativity <laughs> etiquette. Like, yeah, yes, and yes, and I think the problem was they had no intention of actually collaborating. No. <laughs> yeah, that's oh um, my god. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, their egos. Yeah. Speaking oh. of egos, Christy. <laughs> Christy's <laughs> fucking continuing. Uh, so she's like yelling at them that the meeting has to come to order. She is described as barking at them because they're griping about paying their dues. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And then Christy wants to grill everyone on whether they've read the notebook. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we always read the fucking notebook. Shut up about the fucking <laughs> notebook. Yeah. I've a question about when they ever get a chance to write in the notebook. The, and the apparently detailed narrative essays yes. that they put in there. Because we get the snippet at the start of every chapter. Like, when do they do that? Because the meeting's only half an hour. There isn't time for everyone to write all these journal entries. Yeah. But the only thing I imagine for it to make sense is it's not a notebook. It's actually a binder and they write it on it 
sheet of A4 and it gets stuck in the binder. Oh, bring like, it in. Oh, well, that would kind of make some like, sense. Maybe it's like a trapper keeper and they just clip it in. Then yeah. it's a it's fucking homework. <laughs> oh, it is. Like, yeah. It's awful. I wouldn't do it. That uh, yeah, well that that kind of intensifies the Christy yep. being an absolute like yep ain't in the hoop. <laughs> she sure is. Um, I have uh, everyone gangs up on Christy deservedly. Yes, mm-hmm. it's great because she has come up with the plan of having check boxes. Yes, she wants them to tick tick off their initials to prove that they've read the journal every meeting. Like, I mean, Christy, tick is very easy to do. I'm just nothing. <laughs> yeah, also, like, you just get everybody taking it out of spite. <laughs> Definitely, yes. This will be an interesting one in the Netflix adaptation when they argue over the Google collaborative document. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Dawn, I saw that you logged on at, like, 7.29 and then you logged out again immediately. You can't possibly have read all eight entries oh at that God. point. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, That's yeah. perfect. And Dawn will be like, I-, I left you some comments. Look, they're right there. <laughs> I've got track changes put up. <laughs> you copy and pasted those comments. They're the same as your comments from last week. <laughs> so yeah, Christy's, Christy's argument is that uh, she totally does trust them, but that having a checklist system will prove to her that she can trust them. Which is, that's like something out of 1984. Yeah. Oh, Christy just keeps digging here. Like. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, Claudia asks, what does Christy do in her capacity as president? Uh, and Chris is like, I have ideas. What ideas do you have? And Marianne's like, well, Claudia designed the logo. And we use that in all our publicity material. Uh, and Claudia goes, uh, well, Marianne figured out the mystery of the bad luck charm. And then they all start trying to like, yeah, bring up each other's achievements in a heartening show of solidarity against Christy. Against Christy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, Mallory and Jesse are just desperately trying not to get involved. Yeah. They're like, stay neutral, stay yes. neutral, stay neutral. I hate when mom and mom and mom and mom fight. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm going to be okay in a minute. Maybe. So yeah, all of the, the older girls announced that they hate their designated jobs. Claudia doesn't like taking all the phone calls out of hours. Uh, Don doesn't like collecting dues because everyone whines. Marianne mm-hmm. is sick of doing all the, frankly, heroic amounts of scheduling yeah. that she does. Mm-hmm. Marianne runs that fucking club. Yes. Uh, Marianne is fucking sick of it. Um, mm-hmm. Christy doesn't complain about being president. And Jessie realizes that this is because she doesn't have any extra responsibility. She just gets to yell at everyone. Uh, <laughs> Jessie is spot on. I mean, and I, I love it that Christy is like just not well versed in the rhetoric enough to bullshit this. Yes, she can't pay lip service to this. I put up the capital, and therefore I've made bigger sacrifices than any of you workers. I'm a wealth creator. I take the responsibility for this club on my shoulders. <laughs> this is a trickle-down society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's going to get there someday, I'm sure. Yes, she's a good 1980s capitalist. She, she will get there, but she just doesn't know that... She doesn't know what lies to tell to convince the other girls that this is fine. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, this, this business is, like, a beautiful and perfect example of a (laughs) co-op. Like, it actually is. 
It's not Christie's business. It's their business. Yeah. Mm. Christie just doesn't know it's supposed to be a beautiful example of a co-op. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christie wants to be management. Desperately. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, next chapter, uh, our unscheduled visitors at the Mancusi's house are Mariah and Gabby, the Perkinses, mm-hmm. and Marianne. Uh, so they handle all the pets, which made me very tense. Like you can't just hand <laughs> other people's bunnies to other people to hold without their knowledge. Like that's this is boundaries, people. It's it's just reply all Tinder gate. <laughs> yes, Again. yeah. Like. The fat hamster of foreshadowing is continuing to be fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Marianne. <laughs> Um, hilarious is a fucking liability yeah Marianne's a fucking liability she goes to look at the snake she takes the lid off his tank to get a better look at him and is then distracted by the bird yelling where's the beef so she wanders off to investigate that (laughs) and lo and behold the snake gets out (gasps) guys yeah I have no doubt that Jesse wrote a full dossier on all these animals into the notebook so why Did Marianne not know that there's a bird in the house that talks? She didn't read the notebook. Shocking. She didn't read Exposed. the notebook. Christy was <laughs> right all along. Or maybe she forgot because there are like 20 different animals. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe she hadn't read the write-up of this mm-hmm. yet because... Because she was know, scheduling everybody's... She was, yeah, she was keeping track of everyone's dentist <laughs> appointments and dance classes. Yes. It, it's fair. I'm not, I'm not like going to forgive her for just randomly leaving the lid off though. Yeah, that was pretty like, No, that was really dumb. Like just <laughs> like, put was... it the fuck back on before you go <laughs> looking yes. around. I mean, I am reminded, my the, the, the snake I have spent most time with, Um, my, my housemate had a snake. I, I love that you have a snake that you spent most time with. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> yeah. it implies there's a whole bunch of second tier snakes my house well i mean you know i've met snakes i guess like but you know i only knew one well and uh, yeah my housemate had a snake actually it was really good like sort of housemate getting pet etiquette the whole household went to the pet shop because he wanted like he didn't want a furry pet he wanted a scaly pet or something mm-hmm. so we all went to see which of the creepy crawlies we were comfortable with oh. and what we would not be cool with and we all got to meet this snake and we, yeah, we vetoed scorpions because yeah. I was just like, no, if that gets loose, it will bite me. <laughs> no, if a snake gets loose, it'll hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they got a snake named, um, and after like a day or so, named him Alki, short for Alcatraz, because man, those feckers just try to escape constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Barney was just living up to... Yeah, yeah, it's just being a snake, but mm-hmm. just being a snake. But luckily, Mariah Perkins uses her actual brain and figures out that <laughs> it, because he's a reptile, he'll go somewhere warm. So they go to the sun porch and that's where he is. So it's I love fun. how Marianne announces that she's lost a snake and she and, Mar- and Jesse immediately get up on the furniture and the kids are looking at them like they're crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Jesse like, what are you doing? It's just a little snake. Anyway, snakes can climb. It can get onto yeah, those chairs. Yeah, just go on the chair. <laughs> you can't escape it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I love that so much. Yes. And Mariah Perkins is a bit of a Mary Sue, but like, she's she's just the voice of reason in yes, this episode. <laughs> and, and like yeah they they would have been up shit creek if Mariah wasn't there <laughs> they really would 
Um, so yeah, apparently their snake's only goal was to get into a patch of sunshine and to sleep there. Just totally hanging, chilling yeah, on the porch. Just chillaxing. Yeah. It's fine. So th- they, they restore the snake to his cage. Um, next meeting, Dawn has decided to adopt a strategy of like manic toxic positivity um, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to try and just sort of manifest a good experience for everyone. It does not work. Christy has She's been, been reading the, um, what, what the, secret. The, the secret. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Dawn. Dawn is like, it's never going to work. Only. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody else has any time for this. Um, well, basically, Christy walks right in across Dawn saying something about staying positive and like covers Claudia's photographs of her and her best friend Stacy with a fucking chart. It's so symbolic. Yeah. Which Christy was up all night making by hand. Also, how long does it take you to make a fucking checklist, though? In fairness. I know, right? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's it. probably gridded out like a month's worth of tick boxes for everybody. <laughs> Even so, that's it, not... Draw lines with a ruler. <laughs> I Take it ten minutes, Max. Christy is going to passive-aggressively really play up how much work went into this because it's been insinuated that being president is not actually that much work. But yes, oh, she's shocked that yes. Claudia isn't grateful to have her like carefully curated photo collage covered up with this bullshit. Um, so they get in a fight and they rip up get the Get your template. business off my art, Christy. <laughs> well, off my beloved souvenir of my beloved best friend who moved away. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. It's just that, that that's the war that's happening yes. in this particular also, scene. It, that is just such an incredibly rude oh, thing. Oh, it's so, so it's so like, fucking rude. Like, like don't touch the fucking notice Going into somebody else's board. room and deciding that you're covering their shit with your shit. Yeah. No. Christy no. is terrible. If I was awful. if I was Claudia and I had this responsibility to let people into my personal space multiple times a week, I think I would be more pissed off about like yeah. that that would come up more often. It'd be yeah. like, yeah, but all of you just take your shoes off. Yeah. yeah. You know? We're Japanese. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no. Yeah, like you'd want a lot of very explicit ground rules. Yeah. Uh, and everybody to commit to following them. And mm-hmm. yeah, Christy's not about that life. Christy has decided to redecorate with charts. So. <laughs> redecorate with business. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. It's not a bedroom, it's an office. So Christy tries to pull rank again by pointing out that she's the president. And then Claudia announces that they should have elections. Uh, and like. Yeah, basically shuffle around all the officer roles. And Marianne backs her up. Um, mm-hmm. Which mm. Claudia and Christy are so shocked that they <laughs> dropped their fragments of the checklist. Chart. <laughs> Marianne is just the absolute Tennessee Williams or Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Famous <this>. jerk. <laughs> so Mallory oh and Jesse, mm. again, are um, too like wimpy to actually say if they want to have elections or not so they just sort of mumble and stammer and stare into space a lot uh but they can't bring themselves to say they don't want elections so everyone's like oh fine okay we're just going to take it that you do want elections can i just say as well that every time they say it in this particular chapter they're like new elections yeah new elections everybody needs new elections yeah. they never had an old no, one no they didn't it- no, there was no, there was no electing of anybody. Yes, <laughs> previously. No, they just sort of 
since they're a small group, they just sort of went, who's going to be suited to the, each role yeah. and did that. But it's, it's like, it's like they think that the phrase is new election, the new election for the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, you it's know, weird. It, it's a uh, weird turn of phrase. Yeah. Um, it's it is funny though when you see one person uses a phrase wrong and then everybody picks it up <laughs> yes. them because they think oh that's how you say it like, nope and that's how language change happens <laughs> oh don't do that to me because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry am I forcing you to be a descriptivist I, I'm con- I'm contractually obliged to go along with something if you describe it as language change <laughs> <laughs> I know like, I know I also have a linguistics degree I know. <laughs> Damn it! Don't use that against me. Okay, never mind. It's it's new elections now. That's the phrase. Yeah. Just, just everybody just needs elections. to get used to it. That's what the TikTokers are saying. I'm sure. So <laughs> yes, no doubt. Um, I'm just gonna run and get a drink of water. Actually, I'll be back in one sec. Actually, yeah, I'll do the same because I'm almost out. Hello. Show me the hair. Go on. Oh, it's all pinned up now. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you can't really see it. It's fine. Um, that, that's it. Looks fine because it's all pinned up. Fair enough. <laughs> it, it's it's improving. It will be okay. But I still look a bit like a medieval village idiot when it's down. <laughs> I'll get you a nice hat with bells on it. Uh, thank you. Yes. Really. <laughs> yeah. Tie the whole look together. <laughs> I've I've been doing haircuts for my dad as well as the boys. Um. And the last one was pretty good, but the previous time I cut his ear. Oh, so no. he's, he's a very forgiving man. <laughs> yeah, I assume my mom must be doing Jeff's hair. Maybe he's growing a fro. <laughs> <laughs> no, his hair goes long, like long. He had like waist length long hair when he was a teenager. Yeah, um, <laughs> who your dad? Yeah, my dad. He he. Uh. I don't think he can grow a Jufro. Surprisingly, he seems like the kind of guy who'd grow a Jufro, but I don't think he can. He could get a perm. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we encouraging Esther's dad to get a Jufro? Lockdown. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. My dad has a beard. It really fucked me up because he hasn't had a beard since I was three. <laughs> wow. And it's white now. <laughs> Brian shaved off his beard and we were like, oh my God, grow back, grow back, grow back. <laughs> Not recently. Uh, it was a, he, he went, he went too short trimming his mustache and he was like, oh, I have to just, I have to take the whole lot off. And we were like, oh my God, your face is a totally different shape from the way it was <laughs> the last time you were clean shaven. So yeah, me and mm. my, my, me and my mom have never seen my dad's whole face in person. Yeah. Because uh, mm. he had a beard when they got together. And we used to say to him that like he should shave his beard off just once so that we can see his actual face. And then once he trimmed his mustache too short and it was the most upsetting thing. I couldn't look him in the eye for weeks until it grew back. I was like, <laughs> I feel like your top lip is just something I should not see. This feels indecent. This is horrible. And <laughs> my mom found it very troubling and like he's forbidden to ever think about shaving his beard off. No, that's that's fair. My my dad has had either a beard or a mustache. Now, my mom has seen him without him because he didn't have either in the 70s. Uh, but like from 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 about like 1977 onwards he's had at least a mustache if not mustache and beard so like no i've never seen my dad's upper lip and i don't think i could cope if i did (laughs) i think um a mustache that is too short 
is indecent in a way that a clean-shaven face isn't. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like the difference between uncomfortably sexy underwear and just someone being naked. Yes. <laughs> Whereas no, like, you're oh, right. you're, you're, you know, oh, you're in the nip. Fair enough. It's like, oh, where are you wearing a thong? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Short moustaches yeah. and thongs of faces. <laughs> <laughs> You, you've got a great turn of phrase going on tonight. <laughs> I feel like we've got some tote bags out of this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, whenever we set that red bubble up for, you know, yeah. our listeners. Sophia tried to quiz me on when are we going to start selling merch. Um, <laughs> she she walked down on me editing an episode and was like, so are you going to do merch? Or like, when were you thinking that? <laughs> Did you sit her down and show her like the listenership figures and be like, no, sweetie? Yeah, explained. Um, you have to you have to build a platform first, and then you start trying to monetize it. <laughs> and we're not really trying very hard to do no, that, so really. it's okay. <laughs> no, because then you, you you never know who's going to wind up listening. <laughs> I know <laughs> they might decide we're part of QAnon or something. Oh no! <laughs> like I mean, I think we're pretty clear we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. These fucking people. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. No, the QAnon followers might decide we're part of the conspiracy is what I meant. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, of I course. Think that's kind I of... I think they already yeah. think we are. They just don't know I us mean, yet. We're all liberals. I'm a globalist. We were all pretty outspokenly <laughs> pro-vaccination. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're in the yeah. conspiracy and I have a space laser. I, I think absolutely. We yeah. run this, like, creepy podcast where we talk about children's literature. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, next chapter, Becca comes to visit the Mancusi's pets and house. Oh, there you are. I think this is the bit where you were like, I don't know what animals these are. It's like she was lying on the floor playing with Ling Ling and Crosby, who were enjoying every second of her attention. Also, who names a pet Crosby? <laughs> I don't know. Also, I'm pretty sure Ling Ling is a Siamese cat. That's just racist. Yeah, that 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 felt uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Ling Ling is a goldfish. No, <laughs> I sincerely hope <laughs> yeah. not. If Becca was rolling around on the rug with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a cute goldfish. <laughs> Put that back in the bowl. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get my own cat who's come in and sprawled on my carpet um, to come up and she doesn't want to talk to me. No, cats are like that. That's okay. I can see my carpet again. I got rid of so many boxes. I'm so happy. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Do you need to go um, and close the door that your cat selfishly left open? <laughs> yeah, she has no etiquette. Um, I suppose I could go and do that if it's, if it's bothering you. No, it's not bothering me. I just thought it might be bothering you. You usually try to close it in case the kids wake up. I usually do, yeah. Yeah, I would love to tra- be able to train Jake to shut doors. He loves leaving the living room door open and it's fucking freezing because he can open it, but he doesn't know that closing it is a thing. And he probably wouldn't bother even if he did because he's a cat. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. It was a nice thing about having a rabbit utterly incapable of opening doors. That's handy. A ver- oh, it was very convenient, I have to say. Also, they're very quiet. Nice. They they don't really scream at you for things. They do come over and bite your ankles a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Well, it starts with like headbutting your ankle and then like just tugging on your clothes. And sometimes that would accidentally involve a nip to the ankle because they're trying to get your clothes. You'd be like, I like something. And you're like, what do you want? You're a rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> you just got to figure it out. Yeah, Jake will occasionally just do a random bite. 
for no mm. particular reason. Just saying hi, yeah, like, just, just like, keep down your making toes. sure you know I'm there with my teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lest you forget, I have all these teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was when, when, when the rabbit was trying to, like, give us warning about something, we were doing something that was pissing him off, like, taking a mat out of his fur or something. You know, uh, he would um, dart at us and just tap his closed teeth off our hand or whatever. Like, I could bite you. (laughs) So just watch it. This this rabbit was like two kilos. It was small for a rabbit. (laughs) Ah, It would make a grail sound. Ah. So yes, Becca is on the rug playing with Ling Ling the Problematic Cat and Crosby, who we have no earthly idea what fucking taxon Crosby belongs to. I'm gonna go probably also a cat. Let's say so. Mm. There's a lot of cats, so if there's an animal whose name I don't recognise and it appears to be free roaming, I'm gonna assume it's a cat. Sure. Mm. Let's go with that. Could be a rabbit, but yeah. Who no, I think the rabbits are only are in, live in the hutch and they get taken out like to be petted specifically. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It would oh, be a really bad idea to have them out with the cats because yes. cats got a cat. Um, and, but like, it seems like yeah. that's like one bite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little snack. We we did have the rabbit free roaming with an elderly Labrador, but this Labrador was at eleven and arthritic, and we figured even if um she had suddenly found some kind of prey drive, she wasn't catching him. <laughs> oh, um. Yes, she's rolling around on the rug. Yeah, <laughs> we can't get past this point. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Um, I think it's just because this chapter is quite boring. Um, it's literally just... Yeah, look, there's some descriptions of the animals. Ma- Mallory comes over. They worry about the fight in the babysitter's club. They don't want to take sides. They're worried that the club will break up. They don't know there's like a hundred more books to come. Um, <laughs> Mallory... Oh, Jesse is worried about getting in trouble for who they vote for in the new elections. Mallory points out that it should be a secret ballot. Jesse's like, ah, people always figure out who voted for who in these things, which is, um, mm. I mean, she's very cynical for someone so young, but she's But also wrong. that's completely yeah. fair in a club of like <laughs> yeah. six people. Yes. Like there's not. Yeah. Uh, then Christy is mining Jackie Radowski, who again is just emanating chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jackie's around things just seem to happen vases fall dishes break earrings disappear things happen to Jackie too he falls or breaks or loses things which is why he doesn't take lessons anymore he tried to but there were too many accidents when he was around which again really sounds like he has some kind of telekinesis like mm-hmm. things just break he's not doing things to the things but you know just I don't know. I honestly, I just think like Jackie's dyspraxic or something and he's handling things. But being dyspraxic doesn't make other people's jewellery fall out. But when it's stuff like he he lifts up the bag and the bottom falls off the bag, he's handling things in an unusual way and they break. He's not dropping them. He's not like yanking them apart. But just... That's my theory. No, it's either that or telekinesis, and frankly, yeah, telekinesis is the only explanation because this isn't a real thing that ever happens to a human. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, is telekinesis and just a sort of general sphere of chaos in his vicinity? Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's, if it's my guess is dyspraxia, right? Plus um, that kind of observation thing where, like, we know a lot of D&D players. Um, so you know how um, 
uh, our friend's husband, Dave, had this reputation for a while for being able to crit on demand, as in roll a 20 when required. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said several years later, yeah, but obviously I just like only make a huge fuss about it when I actually roll a 20. Um, yeah. And then just don't talk about it the rest of the time. So it gives people the impression that <laughs> I made yeah, it yeah. this. Whereas Brian was stuck in this loop where it's like, oh God, I get a natural one. <laughs> like every Yeah. Yeah. Can I put this to you? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's more fun to make jokes about? <laughs> a kid who naturally emanates chaos and possibly has telekinesis or observational bias? I mean, I. it's more... Are we okay. sharing theories here? <laughs> or <laughs> should I just, I... you know, take my opinions outside? <laughs> As a member of the Well Actually Brigade, <laughs> I'm enjoying the observational bias discussion. <laughs> Just saying. Jack Yaradowski is a supernatural entity and I'm the president of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And you you actually also do way more work than us, so okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, being the president of the podcast is... You're both the... Very labor intensive. The president and the Marianne of this podcast. And I designed the logo, so that makes me the Claudia too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. God, yeah. I was going to say I'm the Claudia because I do effectively nothing, but that's actually... (laughs) I just show up. I I'm I I think I think we're junior members, Karen. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, um, no, I'm I'm so on board for Jackie being a supernatural entity or having that thing where you hit puberty and um, like <laughs> suddenly your house is haunted and you're like, oh, is this is this my fault? I think he, in that case he's having alarmingly precocious puberty. I was gonna say, yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's so all Shay's fault and he's yeah. blaming it on oh, Jackie. Maybe that's it. Yes. Hmm. She's emanating puberty energy. (laughs) I definitely think that Jackie Radowski is, yeah, a sign of a trickster god, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But also, I, you know, if we wanted to have a non-sign of history of of a trickster god explanation, it would absolutely be like, yeah, observation biases and uh, dyspraxia combo. I just feel like frequently I do things like pick up a bag and the arse falls out of it and then there's like cat food all over the house um but how i feel about that depends on whether or not i'm kind of pissed off this morning or whether i'm like oh haha, what a what a merry jape this is for a monday morning which i've already had coffee Karen, i'm sorry but i've never seen you respond that way <laughs> has anyone ever responded to anything going wrong with haha, what a merry jape Actually, uh, yeah, it's not ever good the words "haha, what a merry jape" on a Monday morning. Well, probably in the Middle Ages. No, it was a, still a Monday morning. <laughs> no, I'm guessing someone who was a paid professional jester called it a merry jape. <laughs> Alas, for it is Monday, and there shall be no coffee for another two hundred years. <laughs> oh. oh God. Okay, uh, it was probably a bad phrase to use. I acknowledge that. <laughs> Maybe not suited to this specific podcast when we actually come down to it. Yeah, save it for your medieval drolleries podcast. (laughs) By the way, it shows up on the medieval drolleries social. I'm not running your medieval drolleries social media. You can handle that one yourself. But I've already committed to the merch. I have a Patreon. I would follow a medieval drollery Twitter like that. I'm sure there's a ton of medieval drollery Twitter. Get a search now. There's... <laughs> I'm sure it's a whole community led by Jeffrey Chaucer Hathablock. That's fair. Yeah, I was thinking of literally that one. 
<laughs> I, I keep from thinking I need to tell my English department colleagues about um, specifically the T-shirt that says I got into English literature because that's where the big money is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you should just wear that when you're teaching. I should. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure that those undergraduates are fully disillusioned. Yes. After the last couple of years, the undergraduates are very disillusioned. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> the undergraduates have stared into the void. <laughs> They're fine. Oh, so Jackie wants to win the class election to look after the class rabbit. So Christy decides that what he needs to do is overhaul his entire personality and become a neat organized guy so that the other kids will respect his ability to be neat and organized so he promptly tries to like make himself over by rebuttoning his shirt and all the buttons fly off <laughs> that's not natural okay we she she wants to give him a makeover yes a soul makeover <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> as as in clueless but yeah not. and it's mm. about as successful as <laughs> when she tries to make people over in clueless <laughs> yeah. uh yes jackie then gets dog food all over the stairs and is upset at the fact that chaos just naturally happens around him but you know this is his <laughs> lot in life and uh christy wants to make like campaign materials and slogans and stuff <laughs> and jackie's like okay but i still need to feed the dog as well uh and also have you noticed christy you're quite bossy <laughs> I was so delighted with Jackie being like, you're an awful bossy babysitter. I know. Because <laughs> he was so like, you know, he wasn't being cheeky or rude or getting mm -hmm. mad at her. He was just kind of very nicely explaining that like, you're quite bossy. you know, this is, yeah, you're quite bossy. It's maybe something you need to work on. I'm not very comfortable with it. I'm setting a boundary here. And I also love that Christy's like, yeah, I thought about this the whole time I was planning his <laughs> campaign yes. for him also then he drops his pencil down a heating vent <laughs> just like just perfect comic timing mm. i love it uh yeah this this whole book is sponsored by dustbuster by the way <laughs> yes yeah. dustbusters are really useful for cleaning up when you've dropped kibble all over the place mm -hmm. there are very there are really a lot of dustbuster incidents in this whole book <laughs> yes. which i suppose it has a lot of animals in it is dustbuster a brand of Hoover, yeah it was or? a brand of like tiny handheld hoover that okay. was just kind of powerful wood i think people i knew had one i guess mm. it's like before people had regular cordless hoovers as a thing yeah mm. it was okay. for like small spills or whatever but yes there's yeah. a lot of a lot of dustbuster visibility in this book i mean frankly any more than one dustbuster incident per book is a bit high <laughs> yes <laughs> these are not long books and i think there's two three it's like mm -hmm. wow yeah Promotional consideration paid for by Dustbuster and whatever all the brands whose slogans the parrot keeps repeating are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she must have run out of that Weber money, so. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a few books ago. Yeah. <laughs> so Mallory and Jesse are going to another meeting and they're both terrified. Uh, Marianne is just sitting on the bed looking tearful apropos of nothing in particular <laughs> i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry in this meeting and i'm not sure why i'm just gearing up for it now yes. so that i'm ready when it comes like, yeah uh mimi is trying to give mallory and jesse pep talks uh and they trudge <laughs> up the stairs as if they're going to their own funerals <laughs> dawn is just hiding in her hair um and <laughs> christy is just staring into space 
Yeah, Jessie again is very perceptive. She wants to say something funny to cheer everyone up, but she gets the vibe that the older girls want to feel bad. And she's like, yeah, I'm not getting involved in that. She says, I'm not going to be the one to stop them feeling bad. Yeah, (laughs) I think they wanted to feel bad. I wasn't going to be responsible for cheering them up. I think she's like, oh, okay, they're embracing this. These teenagers love the drama. (laughs) They're really not going to get between them and the drama. Uh, they sadly pass around bags of snacks and nobody has the heart to eat them. <laughs> that was the most pathetic thing. <laughs> so dramatic. They're so oh, dramatic. No. And then Jessie is like, uh, yeah, so Christy had asked for the snacks, but then she doesn't eat any. And Jessie's like, I guess that had just been something for Christy to say and she wasn't really hungry. And that was when I realized that she, our president, our queen, was as uncomfortable as the rest of us were. <laughs> <laughs> Jessie is learning to be dramatic, just like the big girls. <laughs> so yeah, Christy has decided the format for the election uh, and the layout of all the ballots and everything. And everyone's like, this is literally why we're in a fight. This is the fucking problem, Christy. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. you are the problem, Christy. Yeah. And then they give out to her and Marianne cries. Um, <laughs> Dawn's like, you made her cry. And Christy goes, oh, Marianne cries all the time, all by herself anyway. Which is, <laughs> I mean, true, but she shouldn't say it. I, I like, I, yeah, Christy. There was nothing that could have happened there that would have not caused Marianne to cry. <laughs> yes. <That's true. laughs> no. if, if everybody had, like, made up instantly, Marianne would have cried because they had made up. Of yes. I kind of with Christy on this one. To be honest. Like, <laughs> but like Dawn is clearly she's going to pick that fight with Christy. Yeah, yeah. Like at at its pole, I think this is Dawn versus Christy, and the other two older babysitters also have skin in the game. Mm. But really, this is that that old fight that particular there. power struggle that yeah. is like Dawn has moved on from her toxic positivity and storms out in a huff. <laughs> <laughs> She just, she gave up on that. That's, mm-hmm. that's for California. <laughs> She's like, I had to try for, you know, LA or Anaheim or wherever it is. Yeah. In Connecticut, we flounce out of the room. I, I, my favorite bit in that, though, is Christy interrupting Mary Ann, who's saying, in a democracy, everyone has a say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, Christy just doesn't let her finish. <laughs> like, yeah. Christy, yet again, has zero self-awareness. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Then Jesse and Mallory are going to the special meeting that they're going to have because Christy didn't want to waste any time in a regular meeting on having the vote. So they're having an extra meeting to have their election. So mm-hmm. Mallory and Jessie are very anxious about it. And Jessie kind of asks her mom, who, she explains the situation to her mom and asks who she should vote for. And her mom is like, uh, I can't really make that decision for you. Just think of who's best suited for each office. Mm-hmm. And Jessie's like, uh... Can you just tell me who to vote for, though? I think Jessie is just like, I know my mom knows the right answer. Why won't she tell me? (laughs) Which is really sweet. Yeah. But, like, trying to rearrange those jobs isn't just a matter of giving people different roles. Because, like, Claudia lives in the room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's completely impractical. And, like, they don't think of any actual solutions to people being fed up with their jobs, such as no one's allowed to whine about handing the juice over because that was Dawn's only actual complaint. Yeah, it was the complaining. Was like, and the complaining only started like four books ago. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Like they, they, this was not a constant thing. They just suddenly started whining every Monday. I could see how that could be slightly annoying even if it was new. But yeah. yeah, yeah. No, nobody has run for any, like nobody is campaigning to be like, actually, I want to be the, 
the treasurer now. Yeah, no one has like, said what they want to be instead. They're just like, <laughs> no, I'm fed up and I'm mad at Christy, so. <laughs> and Christy doesn't realise that as a capitalist, her role is to fire all these people and hire some more compliant ones. Yes, for cheaper. I know, right? <laughs> she knows um, that, like, Logan and Shannon are not going to be down with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, what they really need to be doing is training the 11-year-olds up on these roles. And calling it an unpaid internship. <laughs> yeah. And saying it'll be great exposure for them. <laughs> yeah, they are all unpaid, actually. Yeah. It's oh, all about yeah. the prestige. Of course. It's... Yeah. So we are interrupted, however, by hamster drama. <gasps> uh, because Chekhov's fat pet has turned out to be pregnant. <gasps> So the hamster is cranky and acting strangely. So Jessie is worried that he is sick. So she calls her mom and her mom gives her a lift to the vet, uh, who explains that actually the hamster's in labor. Or just very, very pregnant. Just pregnant, I think. Yeah. And that'll learn you to use male pronouns as default. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I do all the time. Oh my God, I have to stop doing that. Yeah, no, I'm awful for animals as well. (laughs) Except for cats, because that's Mm -hmm. also the... Yeah, like yes. default for cats. Cats, cats are ladies. Cats are assumed to be cats. female. Cats are all female. Everything else is male. <laughs> yes. Like people in fandom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Until proven yeah. otherwise. <laughs> that's, that's true. So, um, Jessie is very worried because it means she's going to miss the meeting. And Christy's like, no, it's fine. Babysitting takes priority. We'll rearrange the meeting. It's grand. Uh, so, <laughs> Christy has found some much needed chill about this one yeah. specific topic mm-hmm. <laughs> she's nice to kids and hamsters yes and i guess yeah. jesse falls into both categories kind of both of those yes. categories <laughs> okay jesse's specific dilemma falls into, yeah, i do not I mean, mean to find that jesse is hamster. not a hamster she's no. a kid with a hamster <laughs> problem so yes the vet gives us some helpful pointers on how to handle a birthing hamster um which, Aoife, do you want to weigh in on whether this advice is Yeah, I mean, not? like, the main thing is, like, don't have it in the cage with the other hamsters. They'll eat the babies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that was sensible and well done. Um, and they were also super vague about, you know, you know, if some of the babies are dead, the mother will sort that out. She'll eat them. <laughs> yeah, I was assuming that's what that was a euphemism for. It's like, she'll know what to do. I think they should just not have mentioned dead babies. <laughs> it was a weird thing to bring up and then not. Yeah. It was just confusing, frankly, for them to be like, if they're dead, the mother will know what to do. Like, as a child, I I would have been confused. It's an alarming concept to just bring up out of nowhere, yeah. She'll conduct a small, tasteful ceremony, possibly with (laughs) 80s Europop, (laughs) and inter the deceased hamster babies. I mean... Like, I, yeah, it was just a bizarre detail to mention in a book where, like, yeah. they didn't have to. And also then you didn't mention the grizzly bit. Like, either mention the grizzly bit so kids who like grizzly things can get into it or just don't bring it up at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so mommy, guess who, what hamsters do? Ah! So the kids who get upset about the thought of dead animals don't have to think about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, no. It was a weird thing to bring up. Basically, yeah, put the mother hamster on her own and, 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 and give her some damn privacy is mm-hmm. 100% the correct thing to do. Good to know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yes, Jessie mm. is uh, stressing out about this. Uh, the next morning, she goes back to the Mancusis, but the babies still haven't been born. Um, so, <laughs> she's worried that, like, what if the doctor was wrong and what if the Mancusis would be mad at her? And she's like, well, at least I got Misty some medical care. She's decided that the hamster mm. is called Misty. Uh, because I guess she 
could only take in so many pet names when she was being given her orientation, which is entirely fair. <laughs> it's, I, I don't think the Mancusis named all the hamsters for it. They were just like, it's the hamsters, it's fine. They, they do describe them as having some hamsters. Yeah. yeah. Well, she does turn out to have a name later on, which is Yeah, but ridiculous. I don't think the Mancusis were fussed about Jesse knowing it. No. They were like, no. Hamsters don't have individual personalities. It's okay. <laughs> hey, we don't they even do, know what species but... Crosby is. <laughs> All these pets are just an undifferentiated <laughs> mass of animal. At this point. They're mammals, yeah, mostly, 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 except for well, except yeah. those except that are There's tortoises and the snake and the fish, the birds. <laughs> there's so okay. many animals. Oh my god! Why do they have a zoo anyway? anyway. <laughs> so, um. Jesse goes to the meeting and uh, announces to everyone what's going on with the hamsters. So they decide that after the meeting, they'll go around and check on the hamsters because what the hamster needs is more visitors. <laughs> um, so they do their voting. Uh, they Marianne has some revisions to the electoral system and Christy takes it on board and it's fine. And Marianne doesn't even cry. And surprise, surprise, it turns out everyone has been unanimously voted back into their existing jobs. So all of this mm -hmm. was for nothing. So awkward when it's unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you know yeah. how everyone voted <laughs> with absolute clarity. Yeah. yeah. Unless there was widespread electoral fraud, which I mean is always a possibility Ooh, maybe and i mean frankly i believe in christy thomas swapping five ballots out like, <laughs> christy thomas now, now runs dominion <laughs> <laughs> and she's suing us this podcast <laughs> for a billion <laughs> oh, i i just like sort of was sad to read the little thing about you know the purpose of an election is to vote the best person into an office period I'm like, there speaks someone who has never lived through 2016. Yeah, sweet summer children. I, I think it's more, well, with Beck, with like Jesse's mom, she's like, I, I, I will instill the values and hope that the world has changed by the time she's on. Yeah, yeah. You know? I get it. She's 11. She doesn't know yet. No. <laughs> she can know about it's dead a... hamsters, but she can't know about like how the political sausage gets made. It's too much. Oh, no. <laughs> So everyone makes up. Christy apologizes. Uh, she says she's been bossing everyone around because her brother has been bossing everyone around because he's going to college or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all friends again. Whatevs. So then they go around to yeah. hang out at the Mancusis. Um, <laughs> they literally see a hamster come out of the mother hamster's vagina. Marianne nearly throws up. Yeah. Um, it's like, Ew! I've never seen that because they were always kind of little hidden away in a little nest because <laughs> you gave them some damn privacy yeah that too I do love that after they watched for watched her for a while Jessie's like uh, maybe we should leave her alone if I were in a cage giving birth to hamsters I wouldn't want six faces staring at me I remembered that line if you were in a cage giving birth to hamsters said Mal you'd be a miracle of science that made me laugh so <laughs> yeah, hard me too. that was genuinely funny <laughs> then they sort of talk about pets how pets are nice Dawn once had a bird that flew into a bowl of mashed potatoes which is one of those mm -hmm. plot details that's so weird and random I have to assume it's taken from Anna Martin's lived experience <laughs> she knows someone whose bird did this yeah plus like we, we already had the 
the birds standing in your dad's egg <laughs> yes. story from Karen. Yes. So yeah, birds do this, apparently. I, I Every time I've heard that story, um, they described him as paddling in dad's egg. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually what I envisioned anyway. So yeah, yeah it's like, like nice oh, <laughs> Gonna walk in the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a happy bird. He was that kind of bird, actually. He was real chipper. <laughs> Leaving ye- little yellow footprints around the table. <laughs> yes. Little fucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Both Brilliant. of your comments are completely on point. <laughs> so Jesse um, has a brief moment of self-awareness and thinks that maybe the Mancusis wouldn't like to come home to find five other kids hanging out in their house. So she kicks the other babysitters out. Um, Misty the hamster has given birth to ten babies at this point. The Mancusis turn up. They're slightly embarrassed to have not noticed this whole hamster pregnancy thing, uh, which sounds like it could have been predicted if they were all in the same cage together, but... Uh... Extremely fucking predictable. It's yeah, <laughs> Like, that's... They'll what kill each other do? or they'll fuck. <laughs> it's just, you, you separate hamsters. Those are the options. Those are the options. Sex and death. Apparently, uh, the hamster was also named Snicklefritz. Yeah. Which is kind of a good name for a hamster. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for Snicklefritz's name. I think I had hamsters named Fella, Chewy, Hammy. Uh, Chewy was like an ironic name because it's a lot smaller than Chewbacca. And... Molder. <laughs> of course. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I am picturing it in a tiny blazer. Um, I mean, it, it didn't wear a tiny blazer. I think Mulder turned out to be a girl. But, you know, <laughs> you, it's very hard to tell. Yeah, this seems to be a theme. <laughs> Agents Hammy and Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> Investigating tiny hamster mysteries. <laughs> I would watch that. Oh yeah. yeah, I would watch that too. Absolutely. I mean, that's basically what Rastamouse is. Uh, Rastamouse? Yes. Oh, you have to show it to your kids. It's adorable. It's a little stop motion cartoon about a bunch of mice who are Rastafarians and they solve mysteries. It's adorable. And okay. right wingers hate it because it allows people to speak in dialect. It's it's lovely. Oh, okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone go watch Rastamus. They're super into hamster mazes made out of cardboard, which people make. Ooh. And uh, they're, I've, I've, they're the cutest cute. prison break themed one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh. They also have one where a hamster fights a snake, except it's not a real snake. It's a snake made out of a slinky with a painted like uh, ping pong ball on the end <laughs> and the hamster is kind of like wrestling with it because <laughs> it's part of a hamster dungeon the hamster has just escaped through it's it's very elaborate um they're super into them but the snake thing turned out to be too scary <laughs> oh that's adorable the hamster is fine and is generally presented with like a little trophy made out of a carrot <laughs> at the end <laughs> that's very very sweet it's it's pretty fun. Um, yes, I also recommend that, but I will look up rest of this. <laughs> so the Mancusis give Jessie a big fat bonus, uh, which she has more than earned, and then asks, <laughs> does she know anyone who wants some hamsters? Because they've got some spare <laughs> hamsters all of a sudden. <laughs> so Jessie says she will ask around and she'll see if she and her family can take one. So everyone who wants a hamster can get a hamster basically. Yay. Happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Including the Radowskis, actually. Yeah, Jackie Radowski gets a hamster. Yes. That's not going to end badly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I have concerns. I think this is... So, Jackie does not win his election and he's very sad yes. that he doesn't get to be the caretaker for the bunny. Um, oh, for his class bunny. So, uh, instead... Jesse agrees with, or somebody agrees with the um, with Mrs. Radowski that he Christy. can have one of the hamsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those things where the there is a at least a parental eye is cast on. Oh the yeah, it's, it's a household hamster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but it's going to be Jackie's job to do all the stuff, and they can at least remind him if he's forgetting or what have you. Yeah. So, and you know, Shay and Archie are there to pick up the slack if need be. <laughs> yes, the four year old will <laughs> compensate. For his disastrous seven-year-old. That's what he does. They come in with the Hoover and clean up after him. <laughs> uh, the Dustbuster? <laughs> yeah, sorry, yes, the Dustbuster. TM. Esther, sponsorship, like. Yeah. Um, then at the next meeting, um, Christy has a really high stakes gesture <laughs> where she comes in and sticks up another checklist over the photos of Stacy and everyone's like, what the hell is your actual problem? And then she's like, now watch this. And then she rips it down and throws it in the bin to show that she's moved on from the concept of checklists. Which... Even though she just made another one. <laughs> yeah, specifically. It's it's a, it's a very Christy yeah. thing to do, <laughs> I have to say. She's put way more effort into this than she really needed to. Just behaving like a normal human would have been. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's all anyone like, needed. Reward enough. <laughs> Sorry for being so bossy, guys. I'll try and let to be less awful. No, no, no. Oh. Elaborate. <laughs> jokes involving more handmade checklists mm. yeah what the hell <laughs> anyway <laughs> um they have their meeting everyone says they've read the notebook christy takes their damn word for it uh jesse and mallory are taking hamsters um claudia doesn't want a hamster because she doesn't want to have to clean out the cage marianne accepts that tigger would just eat a hamster <laughs> Yeah, also fair. <laughs> also extremely fair, yes. Uh, Christy points out they have a billion pets already. Uh, two. Two. <laughs> Eventually they get it. I think in the Little Sister books they get like eight billion pets. There, there are many, many, yeah. many, many pets by the end. But at this point it's Shannon and Boo Boo. Yeah. Either of whom would also eat a hamster. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, and yeah, everyone's happy. Everything's fine. Yeah, hamsters for all. Yay! I'm just picturing Jesse like scattering hamsters, like when they throw out sweets at the end of the panto. And you get a hamster. <laughs> you and get, you a get a hamster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the Mancusis more than <laughs> no, Jesse, yeah. but pretty much, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we have too many pets, says Oprah. <laughs> the Mancusis going door to door in the neighborhood. Does anyone here want a hamster? You go to visit the Mancusis for like a cup of tea, and they try and send you home with a pot of homemade jam <laughs> hamster. Yeah. You just find just a hamster in your handbag. Slipping you hamsters into your pockets. Yeah, as you go. <laughs> How does that get there? <laughs> you might as well keep it. All they need to do is buy a bunch of ex extra hamster cages and just separate them. Yeah. Yes. And then your hamster problem will will stop being a problem. <laughs> like, yes. just mind them. Stop breeding them. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, just, just keep them in separate cages so they can't fuck. <laughs> or give them tiny hamster condoms and you know, show them some informational videos. Uh, I mean, mm. abstinence only hamster sex education is not <laughs> known to, to work very well, Esther. Sorry, you did mention condoms. I apologize. 
yeah, Aoife's the one promoting abstinence-only approaches here. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I, I really haven't given hamster sex ed the thought it deserves. I apologise. That's not very progressive of me. And you're supposed to be the show's hamster expert. <laughs> so yeah, that's the book. That's Jesse Ramsey Petsitter. Um, yeah. Overall, it's fine. It's pretty insubstantial. Yeah. Um, it's grand. Uh, Karen, mm. would you like to weigh in on? Is everyone terrible? Uh, Christy is certainly terrible. Mm-hmm. So terrible. The the as is often the case in the Mal and, Je- and Jesse books, um, some of the other babysitters are also kind of being. They're certainly not shying away from a big, massive fight. They're mostly pretty justified. They're loving the drama. Christy's terrible and the others are not de-escalating. Yeah. They're not de-escalating. They're ready to have this argument. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think they're terrible. No. I think Christy's terrible. Mallory and Jesse are fine. Christy is being terrible. Mallory and Jesse are fine. Um, The... In terms of babysitting tips, we actually, um, the whole episode where Jesse needs to take the hamster to the vet gives some quite good yeah. kind of practical advice on how to proceed and what you can expect when you get there. And yeah, there's going to be other animals in the waiting room. Who knew? So yeah. definitely I know, right? do not go in with the hamster in your pocket. <laughs> yes. Uh, have the hamster in a lidded container. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it, like, it, it makes that kind of thing pretty clear. And yeah. That was um, quite good. Uh, no, most people in this are fine, with the exception of Christy, who is... Yeah, Christy yeah. is just awful. Um, yeah, Christy's characterization is just so, like, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, one book, she's running, like, a softball team for small kids with, like, this pure empathy. And then the next week, she's inspiring the other babysitters to open revolution. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... So, the explanation given in the book is that, yeah, so it's, like... She's just responding to Charlie going away to college and bossing them all around. Um, I'm just like, what? How much time do you have to spend with them? Yeah, I think Anna Martin realised she needed an explanation and this was the best she could come up with at short notice. And then Christy's like, oh, but I've had this epiphany where actually I think that Charlie just is worried that he won't get into a college. Whoa. Like, okay. Yeah, sure. This is all about Charlie. Yeah. Definitely Charlie is a major part of what's going on with you and your friends at this moment when he is not here. Yeah, it's Charlie's fault that you tried to make everyone sign a checklist <laughs> to prove that they'd read the notebook. Yeah. That Charlie. Charlie has been very easygoing in yes. all the previous yeah. books. Charlie like, gives you lifts three times a week. Like, if you were to say, actually, I'm a bit sad that my older brother is going away to college. Yeah. That I would have believed. But like, yeah, no. On the other hand, she's not very self-aware. So. No. No. Fuck knows what's actually going on with that yeah. there, basically. Uh, but it's, she's very annoying. She really is. Oh God, yeah. This is a, this is a book where Christy is terrible. Yes. She is <laughs> like, her worst self here. Yeah. How many books have we had to say that about now? Though? I know. So <laughs> but, um, but as you said, it's so inconsistent. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just. But I think that's the thing. Like, she's lovely with smaller kids that she's babysitting. She's a really nice babysitter, but she's not like that with her peers. Mm. 
why do her friends put up with her? That's an excellent question. Like, you... Because <laughs> she has the venture capital. <laughs> yeah, she, as, as Karen Brewer said, she knows how to make things happen. But the thing is, the club's already happened. <laughs> they use Claudia's bedroom. Claudia is the one who actually has the means of production. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine... They could kick Christy. And the club wouldn't change. Power to the people. I feel like, I feel really shocked by how seditious that is. The thing that you <laughs> just <know> said. <laughs> I feel more uncomfortable, like, at the thought of that than, like, I don't know. <laughs> Any real world politics I've come across in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, Christy needs the club more than the club needs Christy. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think Christy needs to realise that. Yeah. She does not realise that. I think the others need to realise that. <laughs> yes. Well, they kind True. of, they, they skirt around realising it. They're like, what do you do, Christy? What is your job? <laughs> yep. Like, even Jessie knows she doesn't do anything. Yep. Nobody really wants to go, to go there. <laughs> no. They're, they but don't want to go nuclear, but... They, they did way better at making her, like, just appealing person with some quirks in the TV show yes, than yeah. they did. In, oh, they really like, did. Yeah. Like, in the TV show, it's clear. They want to hang out with her because she's their buddy and she's actually quite nice. It's yeah. not at all clear in the books that that's <laughs> yeah. the case. It's like, yeah, she's their buddy and she's quite nice and sometimes she takes things a bit far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very, re- like, relatable. <laughs> yeah. I guess they just really like it when she compares the canteen food at school to gross things. Because... Mm. That's her shtick. That's that's her other thing that she brings to the table. <laughs> she wears a turtleneck so well. <laughs> that's it. They just love her her style. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the only interesting outfit we get is Claudia in a sort of tropical look, which is yeah. um it's not particularly out there, but it's just very, 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 very eighties. Um, very it's mm-hmm. so 80s like it's it. an oversized short sleeve cotton shirt with gigantic leaves printed all over it green leggings the same green as the leaves on the shirt bright yellow push down socks purple high tops and her hair on a headband with a gigantic purple bow attached to one side this is just like a, a nice outfit you can picture it it's grand it's very of its time yes suffragette colors Ooh. ah right. yeah green and purple green and purple that is definitely what Anna Martin was going for when she constructed this look. Well, she did go to Smith. Yeah, I mean, she did. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, I would trust and believe that Anna Martin knows what the suffragette colours are. But what does it mean that she put it in this particular book and it's the only outfit? Well, this mm. book is all about democracy and voting mm-hmm. and the democratic process. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Wow. <gasps> mm. There's layers to this book. I take it back. I'm sorry. I called it insubstantial. <laughs> it may be short but there's a lot going on in the subject yes packed a lot in. <laughs> oh can i just say how much i hate the fact that um jesse mentions not eating too much of claudia's snack food because she has to watch her diet because of her dance class mm-hmm. like i know that's accurate but i still hate that it's in there yeah yeah it's never explicitly said that it's about weight it always is worded because i know there's other books where it's like as you know she tries to eat healthy food yeah it mm-hmm. says she she but, has to stay in good shape for dance class mm, mm. yeah and mm. like 
yeah, we know what you mean there. We don't like it. Mm-hmm. We see you. No. Mm. No. And it's 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 expressed quite differently to like Dawn, who's just kind of a pain about yeah. like like, ooh no, yeah. I can't have processed sugar. Jesse would love to have mm-hmm. M&M's. Yes. Yeah. Which is much sadder. Like Dawn is Dawn is happy eating all the stuff and she's just a you know, obnoxious clean eating type. But like Yeah. Yeah. Jesse just should eat like a kid. When I was like a kid I did judo and in judo your weight matters because it's who you fight is based on weight you're like your competition you fight against people in a similar weight class to you mm-hmm. I never ever ever once thought about not eating something because mm-hmm. I had a weigh in that weekend at a judo contest yeah god ever. that would be horrifying because mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned like I was 13 and my job was to grow yes yeah thank you you know and at that age, like you're, like your body is like feed me all the food. Oh my yeah, god! I'm I was eating more than my dad, a man of large appetite. Um, I yeah, I I grew um a foot in eighteen months. Yeah. Oh yes, wasn't that mostly fueled fueled by bagel bites? <laughs> uh, yeah, mostly fueled by bagel bites. I would eat an entire pack of bagel bites in one go. I would just cook all twenty oh. bagel bites. That's how many you got in a pack, and then eat them, <laughs> and then have my dinner an hour and a half later. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my after school snack at, at between like 11 and 15 you can or even older you can totally do that um oh yeah all right like even when you start getting to a stage of a dancing or sport where you're getting to an elite stage and mm. what you eat is really important in terms of the nutritional composition of what you're eating not so much like calorie counting yeah. mm-hmm. as you need to make sure that you are giving your body the right fuel because you're mm. doing a lot of really intensive work with it. Yeah. But she's 11. Oh my God, let her eat M&M's. Yes, I know. I yeah. fucking hate that. She's definitely, it's it's about the culture and not necessarily about the athleticism of it. And it's sort of just presented as this neutral thing. It's like how she gets up really early. It's just part of, look, look how dedicated yeah. she is to her dance. Yeah. This this is what you have to do. Yeah, like it's no, it's not questioned at all. It's just like this is just how it is when you like dancing. Mm-hmm. You can't like dancing and food. You have to choose. Yeah, literally. Um, one of the I don't remember who this was now. A few years ago, um, one of the like prima ballerinas of this big troupe, um, had she had done like a big tour or something, and the reviews some of the reviews had criticized her because she had gained some weight, wow. probably an almost imperceptible amount of weight. Um, but she said, no, that is, that is actually a fair criticism because my body is part of my art and the way that I appear is valid, is a valid target for criticism because of ballet being the way it is. And like, so I, I fucking hate that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's, make. yeah. And that's where the, that is the, what Jesse is. Ballet yeah. being the way like, it is, is fucked up. Yeah. Ballet is yeah. fucked Ballet up. Ballet is fucked up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's kind of everything, isn't it? Yeah, like Yeah. It's pretty covered. It was a pretty it was a fairly slight book, really. Um like, Heavy on the pets. Heavy on the uh, pets. College apparently turns you into a monster and then your monstrousness trickles down to all of the people and animals around you and it is inevitable. Yeah. I mean remembering what I was like in my leaving cert year I would say that that sort of pressure does indeed turn you into some form of monster yes <laughs> okay but fair I don't think it caused my brother to be a dickhead to his friends <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I would have trouble believing that. Yeah, it's fair. I do want to flag, actually, just before we move on, um, that uh, I laughed a lot at Christy taking over Jackie's um, election campaign. <laughs> um, because her, basically, what she was, like, grooming him to say was, um, make them forget about your obvious incompetence with marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It fits in so well with all the other themes. Christy will go far. She 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 totally will. She, oh yeah. He's like, but the other kids are worried that I won't take care of the rabbit well, and how can I convince them that they will? And she's like, you have to make them forget about that with slogans. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. be great. That will work. I was like, yeah. this is not. Mm, <laughs> this does not feel well. well I feel involved. like it's maybe for the best that he didn't win that election. <laughs> I think, I think so. everyone feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's everything. Does anyone else have any yeah. any other uh, thoughts? I mean, don't leave your hamsters all in one cage. <laughs> yeah, mm. I think that's the take-home message. Not yeah. that you'd know it from just reading the book, but it's the take-home mm-hmm. message of this podcast episode. Hamsters are highly territorial and need to have separate cages. Yes. <laughs> also, don't leave the lid off the snake's tank. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Marianne. <laughs> so, fucking liability. <laughs> yeah. Do 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 do. What's that? That's the uh, the theme song. That's the theme song. From what? Playing is, actually. No. For for the podcast. Jeez. Oh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'll have to work on my theme song impression. Sorry, you don't sound very much like a synth. <laughs> that is the problem. Actually, it took me a second as well. I'll have to work on that. Sorry. <laughs> I think we've covered. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think we're pretty much done. Like, yeah. I need to tell everyone to hit us up on the social just to see Karen's uncomfortable face. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> She's pulling it on, lads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to hide behind my hair. <laughs> you do have a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah your hair. hair is really long. Now I know why you grew it so long. It's to hide behind when I antagonize you. <laughs> to hide from you. Yeah, yes. that's why I grew the hair. Uh, we're on Twitter as Podcast Dawn, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr as the podcast at Dawn's House. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review in your podcast app of choice, and come and say hello to us. Uh, we also have an email. We're the podcast at Dawn's House at gmail.com. We never remember to check that address, so... Uh... I will add that address on my phone when we're done this. You can just remind me of the password. I will check it. Cool. All right. We won't have any emails. But, no. you know, <laughs> we never do. <laughs> Sometimes we get spam. Oh, that's exciting. Ooh. Yeah, come say hi. Uh, give us a nice review. It makes us tremendously happy when people do that. If you have negative thoughts about the podcast, please don't share those. Uh, you can keep <laughs> them to yourself. Bury them deep down inside. <laughs> Until they explode out in the fit of you bossing your friends around. <laughs> but that's not our problem. <laughs> It sounds to me like there was general hamster mismanagement. <laughs> <laughs>